You're listening to the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast. Good evening, welcome to the Fantasy Wildcard. I'm your host, Kev. You can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Goat. With me tonight, as always, two beautiful men. We'll kick off with... Beautiful man number one, Matt. You can follow on Twitter at Matt FF Dynasty. Good evening, Matt. How are you? Evening, Kevin. I'm not doing too bad, thanks. Uh, we were just saying before we came on, we're well into charity charity draft season, I guess. Um, yeah. The JTT Cup start. I'm sure Hallie will talk a little bit about that. Obviously, going to to a live draft, which is which is really interesting. But obviously, Scott Fishbowl as well kicking off. And uh, yeah, on, on Saturday, I was able to to represent the Fantasy Wildcard with uh, yes. Paul and Hannah on the the Scott Fishbowl Podathon, which was Brilliant. It was great to, to be a part of that event. And um I've obviously done loads of great things raising raising money. And it was just good to, as I say, be a part of that and, and get to go on. I think we were on nine in the morning till half nine. It literally went in, in two seconds. We basically just introduced ourselves, said a little bit about what we, we were planning on doing in Scott Fishbowl, and, and that was the end of it. But um yeah, it's just great, isn't it? To, to finally be there, Scott Fishbowl, everyone's talking about it. It's all over Twitter. It's 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 a lot of fun to be a part of as as always. And for a great course so yeah been a really good week weekend been fun indeed i had a rumor that you actually uh pulled as well on the scott <laughs> well you claimed it kev somebody somebody in the chat was asking oh so that's what what matt looks like i mean i didn't take it as a compliment <laughs> i was more like jesus like so that's what matt looks like but uh yeah you were in the you were in the chat kev hyping me up under the uh wild card profile though so it kind of looked like i might have just been doing it on my phone so I'd looked a, a bit suspicious, but uh, yeah, all, all good for it. And, and Dave was Dave Wright was hosting as well, obviously a good friend of yeah. ours. Um, yeah, it, it was just a lot of fun to, to be a part of. Indeed, and obviously one of the people in the chat thought you was beautiful. We're going to come on to beautiful man number two now, Ali. We can follow on Twitter <laughs> at FF Dynasty Grill. Good evening, Ali. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing really well, apart from sweating my, the nads off it's uh it's rather warm in <laughs> rather warm in the uk um but but yeah the the charity leagues they're warming up nicely as well we had the jtt cup over the the weekend the the live draft the live suffolk draft uh, at the commissioner's house so there was a bit of pressure on my picks but um <laughs> but yeah had a fantastic day he done a, a brilliant barbecue as well uh, met some new faces so so yeah it was really good a really good day and then obviously the scott fishbowl starting the other day as well so um so it's heating up nicely uh how about yourself kev how are you doing um i am full of a fever um i've been streaming my eyes my nose uh been a bit of a dribbling mess today uh just getting through it uh hopefully it's not covid i've been testing it's, it's not come back as covid yet so i'm just saying it's a fever um yeah it's been good to get into scott fishbowl and started off with Tom Brady as my first pick, which adds fuel to the the fire that I'm a secret books fan. Um, True. But yeah, re- really looking forward to how that one pans out. JTT Cup, I've had a nightmare, as Matt can probably confirm. Uh, that's, that's basically my season over at the draft. But, um, still looking forward to the FFCC, the UK FFC, and the Warrior Bowl. So, uh, but but we'll just pump the brakes on the charity stuff for now. We're going to get back to reality. We are a dynasty show and we've got an amazing show lined up tonight. We'll be discussing uh, dynasty buys and trade ideas to pivot up, trade within the same tier or pivot down to acquire. So these are all players we're both individually and collectively higher on 
than the market at Keep Trade Cut. We're going to come on to the first dynasty buy, and we'll come to yourself, Matt, to give us the guy that we're all really excited about going after. Yeah, so we're, we're going to kick things off with, with Kyler Murray, currently ranked QB6 on Keep Trade Cut. We've got him at QB4, so a touch island where Keep Trade Cut have him in. I think he's a really interesting player to, to talk about and discuss in terms of, of a buy because he's coming off, I'm going to use this term very loosely, a down year. People are, mm-hmm. seem to be down on him, thinking he struggled QB10 finish, but I mean, as I say, that's a, a very loose term because he was actually QB4 in fantasy points per game. And then you just got to look at some of the efficiency metrics. He was still easily top 10, even top five in, in a lot of those. He was actually first in true completion percentage as well. So. I, th- I don't think it was a down year, to be honest. I think if you just look at it from a, a, a per-game perspective, it, it was still rock solid QB4. That's what we've, we've been used to with, with Kyle in the first two years that he was in the NFL. We know the upside he's got with that rushing ability. Um, and then his contract as well, it looks like he's going to be signing a, an extension at some point uh, very soon, if, if you look at all the news that's coming out. So going to be tied to, to, to the Cardinals. Um I just think he's an absolute lock as a as a high end quarterback in in fantasy with, with both his passing ability and that rushing ability as I as I mentioned. So definitely somebody that you should be looking to to buy if there's a, a rumbling of him having this down year and, and people being down on him. You've you've got to take advantage of that. And to be honest, I'm I'm going for the the pivot up. So a guy that that I've got ranked lower that I'd, I'd look to move up to get Kyler. And I'll be honest, I actually struggled when it came to to finding a deal on on keep trade cut that I liked because Kyler Murray, while I do love him. He's in that kind of tier, isn't he, where there's there's four or five quarterbacks that you could you could argue are pretty similar. So just to go a tier below, I've, I've actually gone for Matthew Stafford and a 23 first to get Kyler Murray. And, and while I do love Matthew Stafford, um, and I actually changed this. Well, you probably were shocked by this because I actually had Trevor Lawrence and a 24 first on the show sheet. But I've changed it because I just think Matthew Stafford, I think people are riding that high at the minute with Stafford, obviously, coming off such a, a great season last year. Um, and as I said, I, I do love Matthew Stafford. And I do think he deserves to be as a, a, a QB one, I just feel like that with that, that great season, it, it, his values now shot up to a point where I think it's going to creep back down next year. I know they're in this, this win now situation over at LA. Um, but I feel moving off a, an older quarterback where that situation, while it's great at the moment, they, they've basically gone all in at the moment for, for the Super yeah. Bowl. So I'd be happy to make that move, give up a first. While I do love the 23 class as well. I think to get an elite quarterback like Kyler Murray, there's not many guys around that have that that kind of upside that Kyler Murray has. Still, still so young as well, could easily have another ten years in him um, in the NFL. So yeah, that's a, a pivot up that I go for. But as I said, I did I did actually struggle with the quarterbacks looking for for a pivot up. I, I personally think you've nailed it because, as you mentioned, Matt Stafford's people are riding the high. He's got Cooper Cup, obviously, he's yeah. wide receiver one. But I think what we saw from Stafford last year it is his ceiling. What was he caught back? Five, six Five, overall yeah. he finished. Mm-hmm. I think I can't possibly see him finishing higher than that. Um, he's got obviously the limited rush ability, whereas Kyler Murray's got unlimited rush ability. So I think that's a great move to make. And um, you, you struggled with your one, but mine was a pretty easy decision, <laughs> to be honest. And um, I, I do like all the guys in this this tier. So Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, maybe even Dak Prescott slipping in there as well. But uh, for me, the one that I'm going to uh, pivot off of is is Joe Burrow, um, the sort of the the dynasty sweetheart at the minute. Obviously, Joe Burrow had a fantastic year last year, coming back from that injury. Uh, he's got the fantastic weapons that he has at Cincinnati. Um, but but again, is he ever going to reach the quarterback one for me? 
I have my doubts. Um, I think he's got an incredibly safe future, Joe Burrow, in, in Cincinnati offense. Um, but but what I'm going to do is just pivot to a guy that I think has got more upside in in Kyler Murray. So, I mean, Matt, Matt said it all. We've got the rushing ability with Kyler Murray. His, his down year finishing at QB, QB 10. I think it's only up from there. So he's got Kyler Murray is someone that's got the QB one overall in the, in the realms of possibilities every single season. So if I want to try and win a championship, I'm going to try and try and go for that upside. So for me, I'd pivot to a guy who I've got just a couple of spots lower than, than Kyler Murray in in Joe Burrow. Yeah, we all love Kyler Murray. Um, QB six at Keep Trade Cut. Personally, up until a, a month or so ago, I'd not seen that in drafts. I'd seen him go before Lamar Jackson, um, before Joe Burrow sometimes. But in our most recent startup that we're all in together, Kyler Murray was the QB six. He went at the pick 108, which is a tremendous value. Uh, I know we've got that top three as a tier, but some people have a top five, top six, uh, all in the same tier because Murray's ceiling's immense. Um, he's he has been like a top two QB in points per game before, so we know it's he's got an amazing potential. I do think trading around the elite assets is really tricky because it gets a bit messy. But um, sort of pivoting down from a player above Murray, <laughs> they're all quality players. I picked Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, uh, and I added a twenty-three first to to, to Kyler Murray. That's a move that I do. I do twenty-four first at push, but I do think. Um, if I if I could if I could move Mahomes and get a 23 first and Murray, Burrow, etc., then I would do that. So um, a really tricky one, but it is a consensus that we all love Cal Murray and he's <laughs> someone you should be comfortable going after. And I don't like giving up 23 first, but I think in the case of Superflex, uh, an elite QB, something that I would I would consider doing as well. So we're now going to move on to our next dynasty buy. Going to come to you, Ali, and your first two picks in the Scott Fishbowl are Kyler Murray and <laughs> this guy. It's uh, the most disrespectful ranking ever, I think. Aaron Rodgers, uh, yeah, the back to back MVP is now ranked quarterback 19 on keep trade cut, which is an absolute joke, if you ask me. We've got him ranked as a quarterback 11, so so follow us with the smart ones. Don't go with with, uh, with the consensus here. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, back to back MVP. I think the obviously the reason people are failing him is because of his age. He's getting up there. I think he's thirty eight now, and obviously the loss of Devonte Adams, possibly the the best, most complete wide receiver in the NFL. Had that fantastic chemistry. Um, I think that's the reason people are fading him. But there's a reason Aaron Rodgers is is the back to back MVP. He is the probably the most apart from Mahomes, the most natural gifted quarterback in the league. Uh, so I'm just telling you to, to buy the dip. If there is a dip in your league, then then go for it. Because Aaron Rodgers is going to be it's going to be around for the next three or four years. His his last four season stats are absolutely ridiculous. 136 touchdowns to just 15 interceptions. Well, most quarterbacks or a lot of quarterbacks throw 15 interceptions in one season. So to have that over four seasons and just the 136 touchdowns is it's pretty insane. Uh, he's obviously just signed a massive contract. He's now the highest paid quarterback yearly, uh, the $150 million deal, which is which means he's safe for three years. Um, he's actually now being ranked. <laughs> I had to double check that he, he's actually been ranked below Zach Wilson, Tua and <laughs> and Mac Jones. I mean, yeah, you're getting a lot of age on, on those guys, a lot more years back, but I mean, if, if I'm going to go for a safe quarterback who I know is going to be around 
the league in the next three years is going to give me top 12 production every single season, then then I'm going to go for Aaron Rodgers. And you're going to get him at a discount right now at quarterback 19. Um, I think that's absolutely insane. So my pivot up option, um, because of him being ranked quarterback 19, there was uh, yes, well, not, not so great quarterbacks ranked underneath him. So you'd have had to move a lot to, to get Aaron Rodgers. But one guy I did find was was Kirk Cousins. I think while he's still got value because he's got them awesome weapons in Justin Jefferson and, and Adam Phelan, I think you can still move Cousins to get to Aaron Rodgers. And I've just added a 24 second on top because... At the minute, I don't think there's that much between the two. So if I'm just adding a second on top to get Rodgers, I'm definitely happy to do that. I, I probably I wouldn't add a first to it, but um, to add a second, I'm absolutely. I'd even probably pay a 23 second just to move up to to get Aaron Rodgers. The fact that you're going to get Rodgers as your quarterback two, you haven't got to have him as quarterback one, is just even better. Um, you can have a a guy who's one of the elite guys and then have Rodgers as your quarterback two. I think that's the the foundation for for a championship winning team for the next two or three years. So that would be, that'd be my pivot up. Yeah. You, you've nailed that. And you mentioned a few names there that are in the, the same tier as Aaron Rodgers. Uh, to be honest, I could have picked any of them, to be honest. Uh, Matt Jones, lol. We spoke about him the other <laughs> week. Uh, Zach Wilson. Um, he seems to like people around Aaron Rodgers' age. Uh, but the, the guy I went for is, is Tua. I just think, it's dangerous. Uh, it, it actually feels like we crap on tour a bit on this show, because um, <laughs> when Portman was on a couple of shows back, he got called out as someone that's overvalued. And it's not that, it's the fact that Rogers is below him and Tua's got a lot to prove. I just think it's an easy, easy pivot. Same tier, you're getting the guys proven rather than taking on risk. And to be honest, Rogers has even got better upside than Tua. So better ceiling, better floor. <clears throat> easy decision yeah and, and with the pivot down to be honest again I, I really struggled there because that tier is so big on keep trade cut i think it's like qb 11 12 right down to rogers at qb 19 is all the same tier pretty much so we, we try to to go for the tier above and and that's when you're getting into the range of, of some of the top guys and the guy i went for is russell wilson um trading him for Aaron rogers in a 23 second and we spoke a little bit about wilson and, and that whole denver offense when we were talking about the cells um, I feel like there's some question marks still around that that offense and and how that's going to lead to to what Russell Wilson can do. Um, but I will still admit I, I do still like Russell Wilson and, I, and we know that there's upside there with with Russell Wilson. So like Ali mentioned, if you can trade one of these guys like Zach Wilson to a Mac Jones and, and get a little bit on top for from Rogers, then that's probably the the move that I would I would look to do if if I was actually making a move. But as I say, going for that pivot down from a, a tier above. Um, yeah, I just think getting Rodgers, as I mentioned, uh, a guy that you'd have been getting as a QB1 just a year ago, pretty much. Now getting him as a, as a QB2 in your startups, it's, it's absolute money. So to get that and then a 23 second, and um, we know that this this 23 class is, is strong and, and it looks to be deep as well. So, um, yeah, to be able to get that piece added on top, I think that's, that's a move I'd look to do. But as I say, if you can get any of those guys that Ali mentioned, um, yeah, I'd be looking to move them for, for Rodgers. Indeed, we're all uh, we all loving Aaron Rodgers. Another guy that we all love is Cam Akers, who's the uh, running back 18 at Keep Trade Cut. He's our consensus running back 15. Uh, if you think back to last summer, Dynasty running back six or seven. But he came back from it really quick, five and a half months out, which the the time scale you usually give is nine to 12 months recovery for a pro athlete. So um, there was a lot of concerns last season as well about the, the dip in performance in the the playoffs um week 18 onwards though 
he had a really, really tough uh, schedule. He played all the top teams in the NFC, so it's not it's not a surprise that he didn't perform very well in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Um, I just think that he's only just turned 23. Um, he, he has flashed on a small sample size. He's tied to a great offense. The pivot from me is James Cook in a 24 seconds to get Cam Akers and a 24-4. I think that's a really easy decision to make. I like Cam Akers at running back 18. I think we got the gist of it. <laughs> what Kev was getting at there. Um, James Cook in a 24 second for Cam Akers in a 24-4. Um, yeah, I feel like that that's a move I'd definitely be looking to make. Um I don't mm-hmm. think any of a super highway on, on James Cook. So the fact that nope. you can you can move and, and get somebody like Cam Akers, such a young running back, um, obviously coming off that tough injury. But I think there's upside there over with, with the Rams and, and that backfield. We we saw flashes of it as a rookie. Um and while he did struggle when he came back out, I just feel like that situation could be could be great for Cam Akers, a guy that I was personally quite quite high on as a as an incoming prospect to the NFL as well. So, um, yeah, definitely a guy that I'll be targeting. I've gone for for the same tier and a little bit like yourself, Ali, this is one where it was an easy choice to make on, on the same tier for me. And it's Derek Henry, a guy that we, we've spoke about at length that none of us are super high on. Kev especially is not super high on, <laughs> on Derek Henry. So the fact that you can move off a, an older running back, he's getting up there in age, coming off that, that injury from last year. Um, if you can make the straight swap and, and go young again at running back, it's... For me personally, it's 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 what I always look to do in dynasty. Try and keep the the age as, as low as possible in terms of running back because we know that that cliff is is very sharp and um, yeah, the value can can come crashing down. So get off Derek Kemi now while there's still a bit of value and get that younger running back in in Kami because um, yeah, that's a, a move I absolutely love. Yeah, so keeping on the theme of of getting a bit younger at the position, um, my move for for pivoting down would be. Nick Chubb uh, for Cam Akers and a 2023 third. So these are pretty similarly ranked. Um, some people even might have Cam Akers ahead, but keep trade cut. They've got they've got Nick Chubb quite comfortably ahead. Um, so that'd be a move that I'd make. I think Cam Akers, we've, we're yet to see the best out of Cam Akers. Um, we know what Nick Chubb is going to give you. He's going to give you, he's going to give you about from RB8 is probably his upside to, RB16. I think you know what you're going to get with Chubb. They've still got Kareem Hunt in that backfield. Um, it could be nice and useful this year with Deshaun Watson's impending uh, ban, but but I'm just going to get younger at the position and, and go for Cam Akers, who again, as you mentioned, is on a great offense. And I think we're yet we're yet to see the ceiling. So um, I'm very happy to, to make that move on in any scenario, really, and then just pick up a, a 2023 third in, in the process. Yeah, I, to be honest, I think like with Acres, I don't understand why J.K. Dobbins is running back eleven at Keep Draker. I think I know you guys are higher on Dobbins than me, but I think they should be in the same tier. They should be tied together in my eyes. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. To be honest, I think Cam Acres. Well, while I do think he's probably got a little bit more upside in terms of, of the receiving game, I, I agree. I think what Dobbins does on the ground is probably better than, than what Cam Akers does. So, um, yeah, I, I think they should both be neck and neck, both coming off those those tough injuries from, from last year as well, but both young guys that, that we were all really high on as a, as a community when they came into to the NFL. So, yeah, I agree, to be honest. I think they should be neck and neck. And to be honest, I feel like both of them are a little bit undervalued in, in Dynasty. Yes, but especially Cam Akers because... Recency bias is absolutely crazy because th- when he came back from that the ACL and he and he made it back 
uh, or is it his injury? He made it back and he shot up to, I think he was RB8. I think we were talking about before he was RB8 in keep trade cut and now he's fallen 10 spots to RB18 and hardly anything's happened. So it, it does seem a bit, <laughs> does seem a bit strange that he's, he's fallen there. But I, I guess from in Dynasty, from around about the RB7 or 8 onwards to, to probably 18, you can almost list them in, in any order and, and have your argument for it. So, um, so yeah, at RB eighteen, he's a he's a fantastic buy opportunity for for Acres. Yeah, I, I think it's crazy that everyone seems to be like overreacting, don't they, to that that playoff run? I mean, the guy was coming back from an Achilles Achilles injury <laughs> that running backs don't even use to come back from that kind of injury. The fact that he came back in the same year, I mean, gotta give him a bit of a break. I think that the fact that he even returned to, to get on the field, I mean, now he's going to have the full the full off season to recover and get back to to what we've seen from from Acres. I think. It's absolutely crazy, and, and like I say, I'm, I'm buying any kind of dip if people are concerned by that that playoff run that, that he had. I mean, it was played played the 49ers twice, the Bucks, the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's in the playoffs. These are the best teams that he's going yeah. up against. I mean, what are you <laughs> expecting? The guy, the guy's just come back from an Achilles tear. I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Crazy, but we'll uh, we'll we'll move on to another guy that's in a similar sort of range to um, Cam Akers, and we'll come to our next dynasty buy. Yeah, and this one's a tough one. It's Antonio Gibson. Keep trade cuts got him RB21. We've got him at RB16. And as I, as I said, it's a tough one because I, I can understand there's a bit of concern with, with Antonio Gibson. Obviously, they've just brought back JD McKissick. There was there was hopes that he was going to go to, to Buffalo and we could finally see Gibson being used as as that third down running back that we, I think we all know he can do. We've, we've seen it in, in what he did at Memphis in, in college. But the fact that they also brought in Robinson as well in, in the NFL draft. I can understand that there's concerns with, with Antonio Gibson, but you've just got to look at last year. This guy was fourth in carries, and then he was fifth in evader tackles, 11th in yards created, eighth in breakaway runs. I mean, on the ground, this this is one of the better running backs in terms of guys when, when on the ground. Antonio Gibson's right up there with the best of them. Um, I, I know it's such a shame that we're not going to see that upside that, that we all hoped we, we could see. I've been banking on it, praying on it that that when McKissick went, that we were going to finally see him used in in the passing game. I mean, the guy's a former wide receiver. Why why is he not getting this opportunity? <laughs> he absolutely kills me. Um, but I do I do get this concerns there. But you never know. Maybe McKissick does take a, a little bit of a, a step back, and and we do get to finally see Gibson used in the in the receiving game. And then I feel like once he gets the opportunity, he's going to take full advantage of that. But either way, I think he's still a rock solid RB too. In fantasy, so the fact that you can get him RB twenty one, which is a back end RB two on on keep trade cut, I think that's a value currently. So, um, yeah, definitely a guy that I'm looking to buy in, in dynasty where his value is currently currently at. And the pivot up for me, this was this was an easy one to be honest. Miles Sanders in a twenty four second, go and get Antonio Gibson in a twenty four third. You're basically paying a pick that's that's two years away, going down from a second to a third. Getting Miles Sanders, he's we know he's in a committee. He's even come out and on a on a video and, and said, "Don't draft me in fantasy because <laughs> this backfield it's going to be confusing." We know it's going to be confusing. We've seen it from from the last year, even the last couple of years. How they've they've used these running back. Miles Sanders is is never had that shot of getting a a real heavy workload and and obviously struggle with the injuries as well. This feels like an easy pivot up for me. Um, as I say, get off Miles Sanders, go to Antonio Gibson. There's concerns there with Gibson, but. I know what I'd rather have, even straight up, I'd rather have Antonio Gibson quite easily. So, um, yeah, easy pivot up for me. Yeah, Gibson is a tough one because he's he's been someone that I've really loved and banged the drum for the last the last two seasons, and I'm willing willing to give it another season before before making this decision. But um, 
with with Gibson, the the guy that I'm gonna pivot to in the same tier, and it it, it wasn't an easy decision, but I've come up with David Montgomery. Um, David Montgomery, I think, again, is someone that uh, he's in a bad offense. I think he the last two years he's benefited from the offense being bad and just him being given plenty of volume. I don't think he's he's done particularly well with the volume that he's been given. I think if you'd have give that volume to Antonio Gibson, I think he'd have been a lot higher up than where David Montgomery finished. So I just, I just think that Gibson's still got a lot more upside than what Dave Montgomery has. Montgomery's coming into the last year of his rookie contract, so we don't know what's going to happen with him and the runnerbacks have already got there in Chicago. Um, Montgomery's a safe option for this year, possibly safer than Gibson, but I think I'll swing for the fences and go for that. That dip on Antonio Gibson at runner back 21, uh, we've got him five spots higher than that. And that's probably, I think that's where I've got him as well. So um, I've got him ranked ahead of Montgomery. The upside's there. So I'd make that pivot straight up. Yeah, uh, it's going to feel like I'm eating on this guy, but I've gone for J.K. Dobbins as my pivot down. I'm going to be putting J.K. Dobbins at 23 third to 23 fourth, and I'm going to be getting. Gibson and a 23 second. I, I do want to move up in the 23 class if it's from a third and a fourth to a second. I'm happy to to get involved in that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Gibson's situation is a little bit tricky, but I'm going to bank on the talent that uh, he does come through. He's got way more talent than McKissick. Brian Robinson, yeah, he did well on best team in the world. Um, <laughs> and what more can you say? He's an older prospect, so uh, yeah, an easy one for me. A guy that we really like is Gibson. I think if he if he was like running back 15, 16, that's where it gets too much for me. But this is a value and this is why, even though you're not all in on him, you're just playing the values and that, that's why we, we're all comfortable going after Gibson. Um, so next I would come on, sir. Again, we're all comfortable going after him. Who you got? Yes, it's Chase Edmonds, um, Miami Dolphins. Now, keep trade cut. I've got him at running back 40. We've got him six spots high at running back 34. So, Chase Edmonds, the, the news coming out of the, the offseason that he looks set to be the lead in that backfield. I, I guess that was the anticipation from everyone. But the fact that they've got literally about 45 running backs on that roster, roster that you all had to be a bit cautious about Edmonds and what the approach was going to be. Um, we think it's going to be a, a likely committee approach, but with Chase Edmonds leading that, um, he, he's definitely got some upside, especially on an offense that should be much improved again this year. He's certainly the best receiving back on that team, so he's got plenty of PPR upside. Just been given the, the two years, $12.6 million contract, so he's the best paid running back on that team. Uh, you anticipate him being the lead. You've got Raheem Mostert come across as well, but the fact that he's missed so much time, um, he'll be fine when he when he's healthy, but you can't bank on that. You've got Sony Michelle. Well, who knows which version of that you're gonna get? Um, and then you've got still got Miles Gaskin there. That's just a pure lol, to be honest. Uh, and then you look at the at the ADP and, and the rankings, you've got backup running backs and you've got handcuff running backs going ahead of Chase. So I just think the Chase Edmonds is definitely worth an upside shot at running back 40, I think. The fact that with them back up and handcuffs, you're either waiting on an injury or you're possibly waiting for the next year. Why not get go get Chase Edmonds? And you're not going to have to pay much to go get him. Um, so my pivot up is 
Brian Robinson, take advantage of that that rookie hype. People, yeah, people love him. The fact that <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not mastery harm Robinson. So so just take that that value spike that he's got at the minute um, and add a 2023 third and go get Chase Edmonds. I think Chase Edmonds, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't be paying a second for him, but a third I feel comfortable in uh, to move up to a guy that should be a lead on a on a team with a much improved offense. So it's it's worth the upside shot. Yeah, our friend and contract guru, Richie Coolen, he, uh, he's got a phrase about following the money and Chase Edmonds is getting easily the most money in that backfield. So that's why, um, that's partly why we like him as well as uh, liking him when he was on the Cardinals. So um, my move, it's in the same tier, Rashad Penny, I think with Kenneth Walker there. Kenneth Walker's a more talented player. Um, Penny's not shown to keep his health in his career, so... Um, I'd be happy moving on to Edmonds, and I think it gives you um, both a better floor and a better ceiling. Yeah, and, and for the pivot down, Kev, you're going to absolutely love this one. I've gone for CEH and a 24 <laughs> third, pivot down and get and get Chase Edmonds and a 24 second. Um, I mean, while, I, while I've said in the past, I, I've still got that little bit of hope for, for CEH. I think the fact that, like I touched on, Chase Edmonds, it is going to be the lead back here. It, it looks like it's going to be a committee, but um, I feel like Chase Edmonds is going to be that lead back. We know if if this is going to be that 49er-style uh, backfield, we, we know the the value that can have in, in fantasy and what those running backs can do in, in that, type of, that type of scheme. So if, if Chase Edmonds does cement himself as, as that lead back, to be honest, I'd even probably make it straight up, get off, get off CH and, and go for somebody like Chase Edmonds. Um, if it can be used like what Miles Gaskin was was used, obviously he was a guy that that showed things in in the receiving game as well, and and that's not something you usually see in the 49ers scheme. So if he does get those kind of looks as well in, in the passing game, I think Chase Edmonds is just talking from a, a strictly 2022 20, kind of view as well. I think he's he's one of the the values currently, and in terms of a win now running back, if you're looking for that win now running back, um, yeah, Chase Edmonds definitely a guy that you should be looking to target. And the fact that Keith Trickle's got him RB40, I think that's that's ridiculous, to be honest. I think it's far too low. Yeah, and these under-the-radar moves for your running back four, these are ones that you might not think anything of, but when it comes to bye weeks or a little injury here and there, they are going to really give you that um, that comfort when you've got a guy like Chase Edmonds coming off your bench than um, all the guys we mentioned previously. I'm not going to give him grief twice because that's really unfair, CH. <laughs> um, but we'll move on to the next guy, Dynasty Bye, and it's back to me. On to wide receiver, I'm I'm saying Deontay Johnson. Keep Drake Cook wide receiver twenty one, which I can't believe we've got him wide receiver thirteen. Um, yeah, Kev, Kev talking about Deontay Johnson and his pivot ups going from Amon Ra St. Brown and a twenty three second, um, going up and getting Deontay Johnson a twenty three third. Don't know what you think, Ali, but I feel that's absolute smash for me personally. <laughs> Uh, I mean, going up from uh, a third, pushing up for uh, giving up a, a second, sorry, and, and getting a third back to go and get Deontay Johnson. I, I mean, that's that's an easy decision for me, Ali. I mean, I know you, you don't mind. I'm on Ross St. Brown yourself, but like I said, I just feel like Deontay Johnson. That value has just become it's become far too good now, and the fact that you can give up a guy that what was he a fifth round pick within the NFL, a fourth round pick? Yeah. Um, obviously showed them flashes towards the back end of last year, but. They've brought in some weapons, obviously Swift's coming back from injury, Hawkinson coming back from injury. Um, yeah, definitely a move I'll be looking to make. And then I've gone for, for a guy that's in the same tier as as Deontay Johnson, I'll say, because his value's fallen that low. It, there was a 
a plethora of guys that I could have gone for in, in this range. And I've gone for Jerry Judy. We spoke a little bit again about, as I say, that that Denver offense and how it's all going to play out. And to be honest, I feel like Jerry Judy could be the, the missing piece out of him and, and Colin Sutton. I feel like it's going to be Jerry Judy that could be the guy that's going to, going to miss out there. So, um, yeah, that's a, an easy move again for me, go and get Deontay Johnson. I mean, the guy's just come off a, an unreal season. Yeah, they might be a, well, people are going to say a downgrade at quarterback, but I mean, Big Ben, what did he really do? It was, a, it was on his, <laughs> his last legs pretty much, right? So, I mean, can they really get much worse than, than what Big Ben was? I don't think so, personally. So, yeah, easy move for me, Jerry Judy, go up and, and get Deontay Johnson. Yeah, this was these picks were a bit layups, to be honest, weren't they? It was a an easy job for me as well, especially uh, just just using Terry McLaurin's new contract uh, to my advantage and the fact that he's risen up the rankings. So I trade Terry McLaurin uh, for Deontay Johnson and uh, and keep trade cuts, says that I can get a twenty twenty three third on top of that. Although nice. to be honest, I'd I'd do that straight up a hundred times yeah. out of a hundred. Uh, <laughs> Terry McLaurin, we probably we might not have seen his best days yet. The fact that he's not had a, a decent quarterback. Um, he's got, obviously, Carson Wentz coming across this year. I, I still don't see him reaching a, a wide receiver one figures. You've got Deontay Johnson, who's already been there, done that. And he's just a fantastic player. And the fact that he's <laughs> he's dropped down to, to wide receiver 21, well, we've got him <laughs> close to top top 10 or at least a wide receiver <laughs> one. So... There's a there's a massive discrepancy there, uh, so th- this would be an easy move to make. Something that you could possibly do right now with the fact that people are, are locked in on Terry McLaurin with that new contract. Yeah. Um, it's a move that it's an easy move to make, and to be honest, this was yeah, this was a bit of a layup to be honest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that, to be honest, it's probably one of the the easiest decisions in terms of a, of a buy that we, we could pick out to be honest with, with Deontay Johnson but I think the next guy that we're going to talk about I think he's right up there as well in terms of an absolute layup I mean Keenan Allen currently keep trade cuts got in wide receiver 33 again we've got him right up at wide receiver 21 so we're what's that 12 12 spots over what keep trade cuts yep. got him at I mean yeah he might be 30 years old but this guy is an absolute PPR machine um, coming off a wide receiver 11 finish, he was eighth in targets, fifth in red zone targets, second in routes run. So the guy's constantly on the field. So it's just such a, it's such an easy target. I mean, a guy that's that's on the field constantly, he's going to be seeing targets. And, and Keenan Allen, we know what he can do. He, he, he brings them in all day and he's just racking up the points for you, and especially in PPR leagues, as I say. And tied to Justin Herbert, one of the best young quarterbacks around this, this entire offense, it's on the way up. It's getting any kind of piece of this offense you've got to do it so the fact that you can get Keenan Allen as I say wide receiver 33 showing no signs of, of even struggling even on the on the decline there's, there's no signs whatsoever so I just can't, I can't get I can't get my head around the fact that he's, <laughs> he's wide receiver 33 on keep trade cut I mean please make it make sense I mean yeah absolute stud and, and as I say getting a part of that that high powered offense Definitely a guy that you should be looking to acquire in Dynasty. And, and the pivot up I've gone for, I've gone for Jahan Dotson in a 24 third to get Keenan Allen. I mean, again, that, that feels that feels like I'm absolutely stealing getting getting that trade. I mean, Jahan Dotson, I understand there's people getting a bit of hype around him. Obviously, went in in the first round, went over to, to Washington. But I mean, still, what what is that offense? We, we don't know what's happening. Carson Wentz at, at quarterback is going to be fighting Terry McLaurin, who's obviously signed long term now. He's going to be fighting for targets from him. Um, I just feel like why why would you why would you even risk it seeing what you've got in Jahan Dotson when you probably got the, the ceiling that he could produce in in somebody like Keenan Allen who you're going to have for at least two three years still. Um, yeah, absolute absolute easy move to make getting getting um, Keenan Allen here for me. 
Yeah, whoever made this show sheet has made it made it rather <laughs> easy for the the wide receivers anyway. Uh, I've been tasked with with someone in the same tier, so the the guy I'm going to pivot to is is uh, someone that you mustn't offend on Twitter because you'll have a lot of people on your back. And it's it's Gabriel Davis, uh, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, and everybody has anticipation that he's going to be as good as Stefan Diggs by the sounds of it this mm. this coming year uh, they're thinking he's going to move to that wide receiver two role on the team and yeah you could say that he he will be that but the team have also signed Jameson Crowder I think that's a sneaky good a good sign in uh, they've also got James Cook the receiving back so I don't just think that uh, Cole Beasley's targets are all going to go to Gabe Davis uh, you've, you've still got the, the tight end there as well so it's just again, you you're coming for Gabe Davis is going to be, possibly be the number two offense, uh, number two wide receiver on this offense, and you can trade him straight up for for Keenan Allen, the number one on such a high powered offense tied to to Justin Herbert is it's absolute madness. Keenan Allen can easily see him finish as wide receiver one this year. Can I see Gabe Davis finishing as wide receiver one? Not a chance in hell unless unless Stephon Diggs got injured week one. But um, but yeah, that that's a move. This, easy to make and I, I can't believe that you can actually make that <laughs> yeah absolutely easy man. i mean i understand that the hype coming around gabe davis but that yeah the hype's far too out of control now i understand he's on that that great offense and it's why we like keenan allen but like you said the fact that keenan allen's the wide receiver one on this offense i mean it'd be more going for, for someone like mike williams and gabe davis but even still mm-hmm. i mean give me the guy that was a first round pick and, and has that upside that we, we've already seen gabe davis we've seen it in that one game in, in the playoffs last year but beyond that we, we mentioned it didn't we, when we said that it was a sell in, in a sell show so um yeah an absolutely easy move to to make for me and just in time to give it his pivot down kev has returned kev who's your pivot down from uh for to get keen allen my pivot down i've absolutely no idea man I've, I've lost everything um <laughs> now i'm only kidding it's um it's Devonte adams and a, a 24 first if i could Get Keenan Allen and a 23 first. That's absolute money for me, I think. Um, would it be a shock if Keenan Allen outproduced Devontae Adams this season? No, because um, Keenan Allen's always been up there with great guys on his offense, like Eckler, like Mike Williams as well. Um, I just think it's going to be outside of Derek Carr. I'm a bit worried for everybody on that Raiders team. So um, you, you're getting a player of a similar value. Uh, Points-wise, I think, per game, you are losing a year in age, but you're gaining a year in your draft pick and you're moving into a better draft class. So, yeah, Keenan Allen, all in. Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll now move on to the next guy, Keenan Allen. Just keep that second name in your mind, uh, and it's (laughs) fitting that the next guy would come to you, Ali. Nice little segue there, Kev. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we're moving to another Allen, uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, again, keep trade cut. They've got him nine spots higher than, or sorry, yeah, nine spots lower. Sorry than we've got. They've got wide receiver forty three. We, we've got the opposite. We've got wide receiver thirty four. So, yeah, I famously called him the, the safest wide receiver one in 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 twenty twenty one season. Well, that that didn't work out. We had just an awful twenty twenty one season for for a, for a number of reasons. Uh, but just look at the two seasons before that. He was firmly inside the top 10 for, for both of them. But saw 150 targets in both seasons. Uh, he is a ball hawk. He's a fantastic wide receiver. He gets a fresh start this year with an absolute huge, not only quarterback, but an, an offense upgrade. We look at the Chicago Bears and all three of us are worried for 
for what their offense is going to produce this year. But you just look at the Rams and they're they've gone firmly all in. Um, fantastic offense. They're going to be great again this year. Uh, it, honestly, it's like it'd be like breaking up with Susan Boyle and then being asked out by Ariana Grande. I bet Alan Robinson just cannot cannot believe his luck right now. Uh, and, and for me, he's back in back in the top twenty four conversation. The fact that he's still only 28 as well, he's been seems to be around in the league for, for donkey's years, but he's still only 28. He's still got a good three or four quality years left in him. So for him on this amazing offense, for him to be wide to 43, I think he's going to smash that, smash that ranking. So for my pivot up, I've gone for a guy where I'm not going to follow the money this time because it's going to be Christian Kirk, a guy that, again, he can't believe his luck either because he's been paid a huge amount of money this off season to move to the Jaguars. So Christian Kirk plus a 23 third to, to move up to Alan Robinson. That's the move that I would, I would make Alan Robinson again. If he, if he finished in the top 15 wide receivers this year, I wouldn't be surprised. You quite often see a team that has two wide receivers in the top 12, maybe top 15. And, and if it was Alan Robinson and, and Cooper cup, I wouldn't be too surprised. So um, Christian Kirk is not, it's not in his realms of possibility to, to finish as wide receiver one for me. So just gonna gonna make that move just to give a third. I don't value thirds particularly high, so to, to make that move is is something I'd make easily. Yeah, I love that Su- Subo Ariana Grande reference. That's pretty pretty <laughs> decent. I actually think Ariana Grande's most famous song is it's called One Last Time. So maybe that's what we're gonna be uh, giving <laughs> Alan Robinson in in Dynasty, I guess, because like last it. season what a mess he was but um yeah i just it's gonna sound like i'm hating on the raiders a bit i did tee up <laughs> before but in the same tier if i can move a front of renfro from robinson wow i would do bad things uh, to to make that trade <laughs> happen so yeah give me Alan robinson over um a guy that looks like me <laughs> oh, absolutely <laughs> love it and i've gone for the pivot down and i thought you know what i'm gonna get I get a little bit, a little bit spicy with it. I've gone for Darnell Mooner, the guy, <laughs> the guy that's taken his job pretty much, the guy that made Alan Robinson <laughs> an absolute nobody. Put him on the back of that milk carton. I think you can, you can pivot down from Darnell Mooner, Mooner, go and get Alan Robinson, and a 20, 24 second on top. I think that's a move I'm looking to make. Alan Robinson, he, I think we're going to get that return to to the Alan Robinson we all we all know and love. The the, the Alan Robinson that Ali was absolutely hyping up. Um, last year as, as the safest wide receiver one. I feel like Alan Robinson, while he might not get up to that, that wide receiver one range, I feel like he's, he's going to be a rock-solid wide receiver too now that he's going over to the Rams. And I just feel like he's, he's going to be sticking two fingers up to, to Darnell Mooney over there in, in LA and um, absolutely thriving. So, yeah, that, that's that's the move I'd be looking to make, I think. Get off Darnell Mooney, the guy that's just feasting on on opportunity pretty much at the moment, but that offense is, is an absolute mess and, and getting Alan Robinson, a guy that's like Ali touched upon on, on a thriving offense at the moment. Um, yeah, that, that's the pivot down I'd go for. Yeah, I think we all need that bounce back from here, Rob, after festering on all of our rosters <laughs> last season. So we were all pretty high on him. It wasn't just you, Ali. We'll, we'll stick up for you. We're, we're in it together. We're a wildcat <laughs> consensus, aren't we? Um, we're a team. So, uh, yeah, please, hey, Rob, um, please return to your Ari- Ariana Grande <laughs> and not your Subo. Bless her. But, um, Another guy that we're all really high on is uh, Dallas Goddard, which is surprising I'm talking up an Eagles player, but <laughs> I have to quash them rumours of me being a Bucks fan. Um, 
Titan nine at Keep Trade Cut, Titan seven in our con- uh, consensus rankings. Uh, personally, I think the public getting scared of AJ Brown. Uh, they've not gone out and essentially paid a first round pick to keep it as a run heavy offense. It's going to see a pass game uh, in- increase in my eyes. I think two things will happen either Hurts makes the jump or we get a new QB on the Eagles next season with that draft capital I've got there. Um, after the Urch trade mid-season, God, it was a top six tight end. So we know he can do it. He's got a long-term deal. He's still only 27, which is a great age for tight end. Pivoting up. I know you guys are like this. I'm really playing to the crowd <laughs> on this one. Um, Dawson Knox and a 23 third for Dallas Goddard. Uh, Love it. Literally like Dallas Goddard. I, I might be a little bit of a homer on this, but I think if everything falls right for him, if... It's not going to be jail notes in my eyes, but if we get uh, an elite QB over at the Eagles, he's got top three in his range of outcomes um, as a <laughs> in dynasty in my eyes as well. So moving off a guy, Dawson Knox, is a tight end, touchdown sort of guy. And just adding on, what was it? Uh, well, uh, a third. It's like mm-hmm. you said, I like thirds. Yeah, throw them away. <laughs> Don't throw them away. Trade them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I've gone for the same tier category. And, and to be honest, I got stitched up here because there's only one player that's in the same tier as Dallas got it on, on Keep Trade Cup. But, but in fairness, I could have named three tight ends above him, maybe Pat Frymouth. I think a guy that's above him, I, I'd, I'd do that straight up. Um, Dalton Schultz as well, a tight end. I know, Kev, you're high on, on Schultz, but again, that's that's one I'd do straight up as well. But the guy, as I say, that's in in that same tier, Cole Komet, I'm I'm kind of crapping on on the Bears yet again with this one, but I feel like it's an easy move to make. We we had him as as a sell on on our show last week, didn't we? So real easy one for me. Getting off Cole Komet, a guy that we think's a sell and, and going for Dallas Dallas got it, a guy we think we, that we think is a buy. Easy, easy, easy decision for me. Yeah, this this one wasn't such an easy decision. My I've been tasked with the, the pivot down, so uh, a couple of guys who I would do it do it for. Uh, I've gone for that. Da- I've settled on Darren Waller uh, for for Dallas Goddard and a twenty twenty three second. Uh, you you never get a first on top of that deal, but a second for in twenty twenty three feels about right for for Darren Waller. There's obviously now a lot more question marks over his 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 future in in terms of fantasy production. Anyway, uh, had the the down year last year, and he's he's getting older now. The fact that Devontae Adams has come across there to link up with his college quarterback, Derek Carr, uh, means he could now not be the, the number one target on the offense. So there is some risk there. So um, I, I was thinking him or TJ Hawkinson, I just settled on Darren Waller just for, for the age, but I've got them ranked very similarly. But I would make the move for probably both of them. For for Dallas Goddard, who, yeah, I'm a big fan of Dallas Goddard. I'm not too worried about AJ Brown coming over there. I think what you said about the Eagles offense and the quarterback situation was extremely solid kev so to pick up a second i'm doing that absolutely and uh that that 2023 second could be a pretty special player in the next uh in the next rookie class or you can make that you can use that pick to to make a trade in a in another situation indeed and i think when we was looking through this it was close to actually putting zach Ertz, um it, as one of these two tight ends that might be a little hint as the next guy <laughs> we're going to talk about as well so uh, we'll come on to the last dynasty buy and uh, last tight end as well. Yeah, Kev's given you a, a great clue there about who we're going to be talking about, and it's his fellow tight end, Trey McBride, um, currently tight end 15 on, on Keep Trade Cut. We've got him at tight end 11. 
I mean, the guy's just been selected in the second round by the Cardinals. There is a, an obvious caveat to, to to Trey McBride at the moment, and that's I feel like his early production is going to be capped because the the fantasy tight end cock blocker that is Zach Ertz is, is in town. <laughs> he, he ruined us with with Dallas Goddard for years, and now he's come over and he's going to ruin yet another young tight end that we're we're all excited buying in Trey McBride. But to be honest, I don't hate it because this gives us now a, a great little buy opportunity that that could span for the entire year. To be honest, if, if Trey McBride doesn't get that opportunity sat behind Zach Ertz. Um, like we, we've touched upon, we, we really like Zach Ertz for, for this upcoming season. Um, so if Trey McBride doesn't get that that shot early, we, we're going to get a nice buy opportunity. And, and I mean, this is the guy that was, he was the college version of Kyle Pitts pretty much last year. A thousand receiving yards and then just one touchdown for Colorado State in 2021. So I mean, any kind of links to, to Kyle Pitts, I mean, that's enough to, to just get excited by straight up. But um, yeah, I think in terms of a prospect, I personally, I've got him right up there with, with where I had Pat Frymouth last year um, when, when he came in just behind, behind Kyle Pitts. I feel like if he was in that class, he'd be right around where, where Pat Frymouth were. And, and we've, we've seen what he was, was able to do as a, as a rookie when given the opportunity. So, yeah, he's, he's an absolute buy for me now. And as I say, you, you might be able to even wait on him and, and maybe that value might drop. But um, I, I don't think it will because I, I just feel the talent's there with, with Trey McBride. And I feel like people know if, the, if they're drafting him right now that they're, they're probably going to have to wait a year, maybe two years for, for that, that elite production that, that, that we're hoping Trey McBride can give you. But um, the pivot up for me, I've gone for Hunter Henry and a 24-3rd to, to go up and get Trey McBride. I mean, yeah, Hunter Henry, while he, he's produced in terms of touchdowns, he hasn't really had a, a great deal of volume over in, in New England. We, we know they've brought in a, a couple of weapons as well. And, and Mac Jones, while he, he looks great last year as a, as a rookie, I just feel like there's there's not much ceiling there with, with Hunter Henry. You're just relying on those touchdowns. So if you are able just to give up a, a third round picking in what a couple of years' time to, to get Trey McBride, one of the, the more exciting young tight ends in, in Dynasty, yeah, I think it's a, it's an easy move to make for me. Yep, fantastic trade, Matt. That's definitely something that I would <laughs> I would do in every single one of my teams, that what whatever the situation. Uh but but my own I've been tasked with same tier and I'm going for Albert O. Uh Someone that again has been has risen up the the rankings and the ADP this off season with with what's happened with Noah Fant moving across in the trade to bring Russell Wilson into Denver, um, but we talked about Albert O on the last show being a, a dynasty sell, so we don't need to talk talk too much about it. It's pretty obvious he's got no ties to the current coaching staff. Um, they brought in Greg Dolchich as as a, as a third round tight end, was he? Um, yeah. Again. It could. Who knows what it's going to look like for Albert O. We're just putting two, two and two together, and just saying he's going to be the productive tight end on this on this amazing offense. But there's so many mouths to feed for for one, um, and and I'm just going to use use the the situation and the hype to to sell Albert O. for someone that Trey McBride, who had the fantastic production last year, and just just take that dip on on McBride. The fact you might have to wait a year or two, but then tight ends don't always produce straight away so um you've got a great window for, for mcbride and as matt's mentioned in in two to three years time you could see him being a top five dynasty tight end whereas i can't see that with with albert O. so that's that's a move that i'd make and i think you've got to make it with, before the start of the season yeah i think trying mcbride going after me is going to be situation dependent because if you're in a win now mode and it's it is a heavy contender He's probably not the right tight end to be going for. I think you can use uh, these third round picks and these other players to get 
better win now assets. But uh, longer term, I think he's someone that we would all be interested in. I think Matt read my mind or he read my notes because uh, <laughs> Postman Pat is uh, the guy I'm pivoting down from. Uh, Postman Pat, Brian Mule from the 23rd to get McBride in the 23 second. Again, just moving up around in an elite class. Frymouth did well as a rookie, no doubt, but there is a lot of question marks about the offence. Is he going to see volume long-term? We're not sure. Uh, I, I really liked Trey McBride. I think he's a similar prospect level to TJ Hawkinson. So if he can just end up on that same trajectory, he's going to be um, gaining in value massively, especially from tight end 15 at keep Drake cut. That's not going to... He's, he's, he's definitely, it, it's going to be really hard for him to go down. I mean, you see guys like Irv Smith and Cole Komet that have not done a huge amount. I think there is potential there with those guys, but they're still around this this place. So even if he has two mediocre years, he's still going to be around this spot. And yeah, if he gets scared in a couple of years, don't buy him or, or sell him or whatever you want to do. But yeah, he's someone you should be going after in our eyes, especially at, at that lovely value. So that brings us to the end of the show. Um, I was only involved in about half of it, but um, <laughs> it's, been, it's been fun. We've, we've discussed dynasty buys and some trade ideas to acquire these different assets. So I just want to get your guys' final thoughts on today's show, and we'll come to you first, Matt. Yeah, so firstly, uh, I feel like Kev needs to, to sort out his uh, internet. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kev, I had, I had to get one, that one in there. But um... I don't know if it will mean an army computer. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. I know fuel's going up, but yeah. <laughs> it's tough up north, isn't it, Kev, to, to keep this electricity going. But um, no, I think in all seriousness from, from today's show, I think it just shows that... that I think value is in the, the eye of the beholder when it comes to, to fantasy. We've proven it, our rankings compared to what Keep Trade Cuts got him. I think it just goes to show you that while you might think a player is valued in a certain area, it might not be the case for, for somebody else. So go out there and try and make these moves. If there's somebody that you think is currently being undervalued, you should go out there and try and try and buy them because you never know where the, the person you're buying off has got these guys ranked. So always look to make the moves. I think tiers is, is a huge part of, that, that's showing up when we're, we're doing these kind of shows as well. I mean, um, we've, we've spoke about some guys. The tiers can be can be massive. So if you can move around in in those tiers, or, or even jump up in in tiers that are smaller and jump up into a higher tier that that maybe somebody else has, has got them those guys in the same tiers. Um, yeah, that, that's something you've got to to do. So in the whole, just just look to take advantage really in any kind of discrepancies that that people have got. If there's people out there that rely heavily on these these things like keep trade cut and and use them as as the bible, take full advantage of that and and go out and, and get your guys. Yeah, so a big key for me is once once you've made your rankings or your tiers or updated them as as we do quite regularly, just just go and make the moves right now. If you if you see a guy ranked too low, and it's it's fairly obvious looking at the list of guys that we've got in here that people in the off season tend to fade guys that are maybe getting on getting up towards the age thirty. They think, well, this is the off season. I need to move off him because because he's getting towards thirty years old. His value is only going to go down. I need to get what I can right now. So you, you've got guys like Aaron Rodgers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, guys that are still going to produce for the next three years that um, just just take advantage of that that dip in, in price that you're going to have to pay to acquire these guys. They're, they're great pieces for, for win now. But also, if you've still got a middling team, if, maybe if you're not in a complete rebuild, but 
if you've got a Midland team, then these guys can just help put you over the edge. And the fact you've you're clearly not having to pay that much, you can you can offer up these rookies. Don't be afraid to, you know, the, these rookies, these year two guys, the, these young guys that people think are gonna just be, become wide receiver ones or running back ones. Uh, a lot of them, it's not going to work out for them. So why not? Why not t- take the risk? Go for someone that is proven, like a Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, who are going to keep producing, um, and and just take advantage of that dip. Yeah, I think buying into exciting offenses is uh, an interesting thing to consider. We've both uh, we've all named Rams and Cardinals, a couple of guys on today's show. I think don't be afraid of buying or selling uh, a rookie right now. I know that um, we've just had rookie drafts, but. That doesn't mean that a player is off limits. Some some dynasty players who play it properly will be taking the best player that they can and not reached on a position. So it might actually be that that they are looking to sell that guy. Don't we just put off because they've they've signed him? It is a little bit different to if someone's just traded for a guy that they are going to be less likely to to move him on. Um, and then just thinking ahead, twenty twenty three class, you want to be getting as many picks, as many upgrading picks as you can. Um, and just buying into players like you both mentioned, do it now because if you try and do it in three months' time, it's going to be double the price. And it, 23 class, you don't want to be giving any picks away uh, unless you're, you're getting something really tasty. So, um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Wildcard and also leave us a five star podcast review if you've enjoyed today's show. It really helps us with getting exposure to a wider audience. Our next show drops. Tuesday the 19th of July, we'll be discussing our Dynasty Sleepers for 2022 and beyond. We did an amazing job last year. Um, maybe not, but uh, we will do better. <laughs> don't, go, don't go back and check that out. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a lot better as uh, uh, air quotes analysts uh, this time around. So um, that'll be a really exciting show and we'll be picking out some guys that are going to, I guess essentially it's going to be a show of uh, wildcards. So um, thank you once again. Have a good one. And we'll see you soon. When you have the wild card, you have the power to change the game.